Financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out, higher than expected. Friends, this isn't going away. It can't. The U.S. is $34 trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text STRANGE to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text STRANGE to 989898 now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, a professional in the crime and trauma scene decontamination business talks about encounters with paranormal activity. The deceased was seen in the glass patio window uh, by my father and by the workers as well. This episode is brought to you by Strange Planet Productions. All of my radio and podcast projects can be found at strangeplanet.ca. Please visit the website. It's been recently updated to make it easier to navigate, and now it's more mobile-friendly. If you enjoy Conspiracy Unlimited, The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone, and my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show, you can find them all at strangeplanet.ca. And if you'd like to support my various projects, please go to patreon.com forward slash The Conspiracy Show and consider becoming a donor. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday and happy Halloween. Safe trick-or-treating to you and yours. We're going to head out in a few hours and we're hoping the weather will uh, hold up. Last night, the boys and I went to Longo's, the local grocery chain here, and we filled 
a shopping cart with uh, pumpkins, huge pumpkins, little ones, uh, and even a white pumpkin. And we brought them home and the boys were very busy carving jack-o'-lanterns uh, all night while we listened to Bobby Pickett's Monster Mash and Screaming Lord Such's Daughter of Dracula and even Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London. Great times, great memories. All right. Christian D. Cadure of Paranormal Contractors is a great friend and supporter of this podcast. And of course, we do a short segment every Friday. He's here for the entire episode to share some freaky, ghostly, and demonic encounters on the job. He's standing by. First, as I always do to start the show, a couple of emails I'd like to share. Hi, Richard. I've been enjoying your podcasts for a little while now and wanted to let you know how much I like listening. I also really like your radio voice. It's unique. I'm listening to an older podcast on chemical mind control right now. I'm so disturbed by it, and unfortunately, I can see something like this happening in the not-too-distant future. Keep up your great interviews. You make my days at work so much better. Also, I can tell you that you're a great dad. I'm so glad that your boys have you. Sincerely, Anna. Wow. God bless you, Anna, and thank you for that wonderful email. Richard, thanks for the great show. I listen to your podcasts on my commute, doing chores, during downtime at work pretty much any time. I've been listening to both the Rock and Roll Twilight Zone and Conspiracy Unlimited since they began and have been an avid listener ever since. Thank you, Trevor Chapman in Brampton, Ontario. Well, thank you, Trevor. And I'd love to hear from you too. Send me an email at richardserrett one at gmail.com and tell me who you are, where you are, and how and why you listen to Conspiracy Unlimited. Well, he's known as the real John Constantine, a reference to the occult detective from DC Comics, also portrayed by Keanu Reeves in the movies. Christian Dicadieu is an expert in environmental remediation, and he's one of the principals behind Crime and Trauma Scene Cleaners, a company specializing in decontamination. But he's also the man behind a division of Crime and Trauma Scene Cleaners called paranormal contractors. They specialize in investigation, authentication, and remediation of paranormal activity in homes and businesses. Christian Dicadieu, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm doing well, Richard. How are you, sir? I'm terrific, and it's great to have you here for our Halloween special. Typically on a Friday, we have you on for a short segment to talk about paranormal contractors. But I thought, hey, let's get Christian on here for the full episode, because Halloween is the perfect time, obviously, Mm -hmm. to talk about your line of work. But before we get into paranormal contractors, and as we always say on Fridays, it's a division of crime and trauma scene cleaners. For those not aware of this particular field. What do you do at Crime and Trauma Scene Cleaners? Well, Crime and Trauma Scene Cleaners is a company that specializes in a particular facet of environmental contracting. And that facet is exactly what it says, crime and trauma scenes. And we perform the decontamination. So essentially, after there has been a situation of unfortunate circumstances, Now, those unfortunate circumstances can range from a natural death, such as a a human decomposition, or something as uh, extremely traumatic as a homicide or a multiple homicide or a self-infliction, suicide. So uh, it's not always a crime scene. It could be a a traumatic scene. It could be a, a fatality within the workplace. Um, which, of course, um, we uh, we are called uh, quite often. Uh, and, uh, yeah, 
more often than people would uh, would think. Whenever you're called, it's obviously whenever there's a death, it's a tragic uh, situation. Uh, now, how then did you branch out into this paranormal division of crime and trauma scene cleaners, paranormal contractors? Many times at, at these particular scenes, uh, whether it is a homicide, whether it's a natural death, um, there are there is a great deal of activity, uh, paranormal. Uh, there, there's a great deal of paranormal activity. Now, some of that activity is, uh, you know, it, it's from entities, paranormal entities. And because of the events that have taken place, uh, energy will then manifest itself into an entity. And that entity will certainly then make itself visible or it will make itself known to uh individuals in our company while working at specific job sites. Now, these particular job sites, I mean, they, they involve traumatic events. And um, I, I know as an Orthodox Christian, we believe that uh, the spirit will certainly uh, uh, will not rest until up to 90 days. Now, what we find and what we see is that a spirit, whether it's good or bad, will always gravitate to an environment that it is uh, that it has history with, it'll gravitate to an environment that it knows its comfort zone. Just like us, we will gravitate to our to our comfort zone when we come home from work. First thing we do is we uh, everyone has their own routine. I know I put my keys down, wash my hands, uh, plop myself on the sofa, watch television, have a coffee, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, the same thing applies to the afterlife and to spirits. They will gravitate to an environment that they are most comfortable with, whether that's a home, a condominium, an apartment, uh, a dilapidated building, whichever the case may be. It's very safe to assume and also ignorant not to acknowledge that uh, because every major world religion acknowledges that. Sure. Uh, is, yeah. And did this start, did you first start noticing paranormal activity immediately upon entering into this field of crime and trauma scene cleaning? It was always there and uh, it was, it had presented itself in front of us. Uh, everything from, uh, we've had employees that were physically assaulted, pushed by invisible assailants who then literally quit right on us, uh, quit on us right there and then came screaming down the stairs from uh, job sites to uh, equipment levitating to uh, all different types of interesting and bizarre events from orbs uh, that uh, were present during uh, certain job sites. So it got to the point where we were noticing this and uh, we were receiving phone calls from homeowners and property owners that they were also experiencing the same things that we were experiencing. So it got to the point where I decided to sit down and uh, take a look at pursuing a remedial perspective, a remediation perspective into the paranormal industry. And that is how we essentially kind of have an off branch of, uh, of crime and trauma scene cleaners, a specific division concentrating on the paranormal as a result of uh, observing how paranormal activity and entities for that matter in traumatic environments, how they, uh, they maneuver, how they act, how they respond. So I studied their algorithms and through studying their algorithms, I developed a methodology, a system 
in order to permanently remove them by remediation uh, from an environment that they are not wanted in. And that's how it uh, came to be. Now, when you arrive at a crime or trauma scene, the, the bodies have already been removed, correct? Most of the time. There are times where we're contacted by the family and we will possibly be waiting outside or down the street or on standby and the bodies are still in the environment uh, in the coroner and possibly the coroner is conducting uh, their investigation or the forensic team is conducting their investigation but nine out of ten times uh, the body is removed uh, before we uh, arrive at the scene now before we commence our work the body has to be out of the scene there's no way we can do that we've had a few isolated cases with jumpers on different transit systems where the body was moved to the side and a yellow tarp was placed over the body and we we literally had to jump onto the track and then every five minutes the train would come and we'd have to jump off so we had five minutes where we had people from the transit company working there and letting us know when the next train's coming so we could jump off the track. So, yeah, I mean, every situation is unique entirely unto itself. However, uh, there have been a few occasions where the body's been there. But under normal circumstances, the body is gone. Right. And we've talked about this um, or touched upon it since you began making your appearances on Conspiracy Unlimited a couple of months ago. And that is that from time to time, uh, even though the deceased has been removed from the home, uh, you or some of your uh, colleagues or employees have seen the deceased wandering about the location, correct? Yes, absolutely correct. My father was, uh, I was out of the country, but the most recent event was my father was working at a scene of uh, an individual who had passed And uh, while they were outside during break, the individual, the deceased, was seen in the glass patio window uh, by my father and by also the workers as well. And uh, they certainly had uh, a a very big shock and uh, got up and ran in multiple directions screaming. But uh, nevertheless, uh, that's of course going to be expected. But um, yeah, that was uh, the most recent uh, the most recent event that we have seen an individual and uh, made uh, eye contact. Someone in our organization has made eye contact with uh, with a spirit. That's correct. Now, there, you said this was the, the the latest, the most recent, but there have been others. Uh, can you oh, share yeah. another share, share at least one other example? Okay. Well, there's. Uh, well, that was the most recent one. Um, there are times when we do document, for example, and we, we, we have to document and we are meticulous on our documentation. And so, for example, I will photograph our technicians uh, donning and doffing their protective equipment or their personal protective equipment. And uh, that documentation then will be submitted to a family member or to an insurance company or to a lawyer. Uh, so there are times where uh, this is part of our protocol. So there have been many times where we've submitted documentation to uh, the necessary individuals who are paying our bills. And let's say, for example, we'll be billing them for uh, three technicians in total. And then they will call us up and say, hey, uh, you billed us for three technicians, but we've got four or five technicians uh, that we see here. How come you're only billing us for three? And we'll say, well, what are you talking about? 
And clearly the documentation shows the outline or of the apparition or the spirit that uh, is beside our technicians uh, standing there uh, while they are uh, getting ready. Hi there. I want to tell you about a podcast I know you're going to love. It's called The Dead Files from Travel Channel. On The Dead Files, Amy Allen and Steve DeShavi investigate the paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the United States. Amy and Steve come from totally different perspectives when they investigate. Amy's a medium. She sees and speaks to dead people and uses this skill to find out why someone might be haunting a place. Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history of the haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different, real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. There are so many crazy stories on the dead files, and what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love tales of the paranormal, but if you want more... Listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Are you often called back to the same home or business uh, to perform some paranormal remediation? Uh, the same locations where you were there earlier in the capacity of crime and trauma scene cleaning? Sometimes we are. Sometimes we are. Uh, sure. Yeah. And we, I tr- we try to keep it completely separate. We try to keep it completely separate because they are, in fact, two separate divisions. Certainly, my uh, my father deals with uh, the uh, the crime and trauma aspect, uh, whereas I deal uh, more so on the paranormal aspect, on the on the remediation. But there are often at times where individuals will claim that, uh, in fact, uh, they are uh, being disturbed or they're experiencing restlessness as a result of uh, what happened. Now, there's a million reasons why. They might be experiencing something. Could be everything from PTSD, or as I as I mentioned to you previously, in uh, some of our other uh, episodes. I mean, there are a thousand reasons, a hundred reasons, so many reasons I can give you why I would dismiss paranormal involvement. I try to dismiss it first before I even acknowledge it. Right. I mean, it right. Could be, yeah. It, it could be. I mean, there was an article written by a colleague of mine just recently who. Uh, 
he specializes in microbiology and mold. And uh, would you believe it that the accumulation of mold spores going through, uh, or sorry, circulating through an environment, whether it's a home or whichever, uh, has the ability to cause people to uh, become ill, nauseous, sick, possibly hallucinate, lose sleep. There are so many adverse side effects from the inhalation of chronic exposure to uh, to mold. Absolutely, and these, sure. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that are, might explain why um, haunted houses are often very old, dilapidated houses, because you would expect to find a great deal of blue mold, uh, or black mold, rather, black mold, which uh, I guess can be caused by dampness and, and so forth. So that makes sense. But having said that, I don't need to tell you, obviously, that while black mold may explain uh, some uh, uh, seemingly paranormal activity, it doesn't explain everything. Um, and I, I want to get into some false positives in, in a moment, but I also mm-hmm. I just want to get to some more um, some anecdotes. And I, I know that uh, you have been called to some homes uh, that were that were being used for satanic rituals, uh, mm-hmm. and you've mm-hmm. told the story, and I'd like you to, to repeat it as best you can about this one particular um, uh, location uh, where I believe you saw um, levitations, uh, and you later discovered that this home was being used for uh, satanic rituals, including including uh, sacrificing uh, certain animals. This is a very popular story uh, amongst in in our in our organization. Uh, okay, so there was um, this one particular home was a uh, it was a home situated uh, in in Toronto. Of course, I can't uh, give out more details than this, but the deceased was heavily involved into the occult. While we were removing items and contents, uh, we came across different types of Ouija boards. Uh, in fact, we also came across a Zuzu Ouija board, which uh, for those of you that do not know, in demonology, Zuzu is the grand poobah. He is the devil himself. Uh, tarot cards, candles, a sacrificial dagger, uh, which is also used in different types of black magic, uh, different types of voodoo, such as uh, Santa Maria, that involve uh, the, the killing of animals. That involved uh, the drinking of uh, of animal blood or using animal blood uh, to paint pentagrams on the wall, you know, or also used during the reading of diabolical cannotations. Um, so, yeah, this one particular environment, one particular home that we we're working on was uh, extremely uh, had a lot of bad energy, a, a bad spirit uh, certainly was very present. Uh, in this particular environment and you know we certainly uh yes equipment levitated uh, uh, vacuum cleaner uh, a specific hazardous materials of vacuum cleaner as well as gloves and a mask off of the counter had levitated uh, a uh, again uh, an employee was uh, pushed and thrown against the wall uh, and uh, quit on us uh, that particular day a technician this individual came screaming down the stairs and just quit and uh, while I was uh, while I was working in one of the top rooms, I also saw very quickly a uh, a cat that darted into a closet and then just disappeared. You open, in uh, other words, now, you opened the closet to look for it, and it was gone. 
completely gone, completely right. gone. Uh, and- the, the closet door was, was actually open. It wasn't closed, but uh, I was upstairs. I was in that room, and then I saw something walk by very quickly, and it was a cat. Uh, and it was a black cat for, for that matter, which uh, is interesting because we all know the, the stereotypical uh, <laughs> uh, superstitions of black cats. And they're also used for a very low level of magic, a very low level of, uh, of, of, of certain types of uh, magic. Animal sacrifice is low level magic, whereas um, different types of magic, it uh, certainly will uh, Will, will increase and uh, with different types of practices and whatnot. However, uh, in ritualistic uh, satanic rituals, when they are uh, killing an animal, uh, sacrificing an animal, yes, cats and dogs are because the accessibility. And then certainly you can go up the food chain to, uh, to humans. And that's a whole different matter and issue. And uh, I can certainly tell you uh, why <laughs> that happens, but that's a different. Uh, right. Proceed. That's a different thing. But, well, yeah. so so th- this particular location, the the person who had died in the home, uh, had been mm-hmm. a had been a practitioner uh, of mm-hmm. uh, of of black magic or satanic rituals. Um, mm-hmm. So, had in your estimation, were th- was the paranormal activity being uh, produced by the spirit of this person or had this person perhaps unleashed uh, certain demons through certain rituals? If hindsight is in fact 2020, then I would definitely agree with your last question there that uh, what we were experiencing wasn't so much the deceased, but possible, but more than likely um, certain perhaps demonic entities uh, and uh, I mean, the cat would definitely, uh, I, I would certainly err on the side of caution and say that, that the cat that I saw was a cat that was used in a sacrifice. Um, and the technician who was pushed and thrown against the wall, that happened by a, a benevolent force, a demonic entity, uh, an evil entity that threw uh, a technician uh, against the wall. Yeah, absolutely. Once this happens, and now you're doing, let's say, an investigation, what mm-hmm. do you? What are the steps? Walk us quickly through the steps that you take, uh, beginning with the investigation, uh, and then leading, or, or and then culminating in the actual remediation or getting rid of the demon or the spirit. Once we're called in, first and foremost, I, I keep an open mind. I always have to keep an open mind, and I try to dismiss everything. Uh, before I can, you know, before I acknowledge that uh, there is in fact uh, any type of presence, uh, good presence or bad presence uh, in uh, in the environment. But uh, we will meet with the client. We will speak to the client. I will take down all the client's information, uh, including medical history, prevent uh, providing that the client is open to uh, and agrees to give us that information. Uh, so with that being said, um, there, there's that element. So we, we first interview the client. Uh, then what I will do is I will use uh, a combination of reverse speech and voice stress analysis software in order to determine what the client is thinking based on the events that they have expressed to me uh, while I'm recording and if in fact they're lying. If I find out that they're lying or if I find out that there's any nonsense going on from there, I will be very hesitant in moving to the next stage. 
which is the uh, the authentication. But um, you know, the the investigation involves that. The investigation also involves uh, me or uh, a member of my team to uh, perform environmental testing from air quality to uh, uh, bacteria to, uh, you know, <clears throat> for example, it might be uh, asbestos, loose asbestos in the building or in the environment, uh, mold, uh, those types of environments. Uh, somebody, you know, people often say, oh, I got a cold spot here, I got a cold spot here. And so what I'll do is I'll use a thermal imaging camera, I go right to the window, and, and I see that the caulking is weak and the cold spot is a result of the uh, cold air coming in through through the window. So again, a false positive, but we, um, we investigate as best as we can. Then we take all that information based on our interview, based on an environmental inspection, and then we uh, authenticate it. Uh, again, through reverse speech and voice stress analysis, uh, also taking a look at the environmental readings, the relative humidity temperature, uh, drops in the temperature from the floor to the top floor, middle floor, basement, uh, to see if there's any type of uh, consistencies or inconsistencies, something which stands out. Uh, and that is um, during the validation uh, of uh, period. And then if all things are equal and there is unequivocally a presence in the environment, then we go to remediation. And that's where the art and the science of our services uh, are just absolutely amazing. Uh, it's uh, it's wild. And before that's we, we come in, okay. Before we the remedi remediation, let me just go back to the um, uh, false positives. Sure. Um, you you mentioned you check for cold spots because people are often. Uh, believe that when they, f you know, feel a sudden temperature change, that might be mm -hmm. as a result of a, a, a paranormal activity, uh, you know, a, a cold, uh, a cold spot in the house. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though the windows are closed, it could be just as you say, bad caulking. What about um, faulty electrical wiring? Can that sometimes lead to a false positive? And if so, how so? Sure, uh, it can lead uh, to the. <laughs> The faulty wiring can certainly lead to uh, different types of equipment, electronics in the home that uh, might short circuit or certainly might uh, might not work, might not function properly. Uh, the fuse panel uh, certainly might be affected that way. Uh, something might continuously being tr uh, get tripped as a result of um, uh, too much uh, too much power being uh, being used in uh, in an older home, uh, and somebody might automatically. Uh, relate that to uh, a paranormal manipulation or paranormal involvement. So, I mean, there's uh, the electrical aspect. I mean, that's a great question. I mean, if the wiring is faulty in the home, you will certainly see your lights also flicker. You will see, and you know, you could have a, a brand new light bulb. All your light bulbs might be uh, might be brand new, but for whatever reason, you have faulty wiring, and you certainly see your lights flickering off and on during a particular time that just happens to be. I, I don't know, while you're there, while you're present, you have guests over. Certainly, uh, that is, uh, that's definitely an electrical false positive. Or the television may appear to come turn on all by itself and then turn off by itself. You might attribute that to a ghost, but in fact, it's just a bad connection. Yes, yes, yeah, that, that, that definitely is correct. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. 
And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ronnie was just adamant that not lived to be 30 years old. The history of rock and roll is littered with suspicious deaths and the unexplainable. He just had this strange sense of foretelling his own death at an early age. Lennon, Hendrix, Presley, Jim Morrison, the truth told by the experts and the people there. Revelations that will blow your mind. The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone with Richard Serrett. Listen and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Westwood One Podcast app. In another reality, Richard is a very strong and handsome man. Just not in our reality. Although I heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day, and it was, what, what a handsome man Richard is. I made that up. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Christian D. Cadure is here from Paranormal Contractors. So uh, the uh, the remediation, um, walk us through the steps. Once you've determined, or w- to the best of your ability, that there is paranormal activity, and first of all, do you need to um, have sort of, do you need to personally witness this, or no. you don't? No. Okay. I don't, because I have, uh, I have equipment that, uh, I, I have uh, custom-made uh, equipment specifically uh, that uh, I know, other people don't have uh, that uh, allows me to actually see entities and communicate with the entities and also to determine based on certain frequencies that the entities emanate frequencies that derive from the entity and just let me talk a little bit about that this is what's referred to as uh, infrasound uh, infrasound is something which uh it's it's oh my god this is uh an entire industry entirely unto itself but just to give you a very very quick overview and synopsis infrasound is what uh and spirits have the ability to release and for example if someone is experiencing heart palpitations or uh, a respiratory change a sudden respiratory change or heart palpitations or for no reason an individual is gets nauseous now, again, providing that the environment is, is stable and there are no environmental factors, but if someone all of a sudden gets sick for no reason uh, and they don't have a fever, they don't have anything like that, then there is also that possibility that the, uh, an infrasound frequency is being released by a spirit because um, <laughs> the sound is, uh, that is lower in frequency than 20 hertz or cycles per second uh, when the normal limit of human hearing uh, is uh, is in the range. So when the limit of infrasound and the hertz becomes lower, it will cause individuals and human beings to become nauseous, sick, sometimes paralyzed. And certainly the, the military, and this is a known fact, has weaponized this type of technology. These types of uh, 
that infrasound is released from spirits, which is based on Hertz, uh, which is based on sound frequency and vibrations. Now, once I've established that uh, through my equipment, I've picked up on the Hertz uh, through infrasound. If I picked up on different infrasounds in specific areas, which coincides with what the report of the client has stated, and I've eliminated any false positives, uh, I'll try to I'll, I'll try to communicate with the spirit uh, through a very very scientific means. And once I've established that, and I will also do this in every room. Uh, once I've established that, and in fact, I have made contact or I have picked up on something which is unexplainable or uh, irrefutable for that matter, then I will begin the process of remediation. Uh, and, and how do you communicate with uh, the spirits? Well, uh, through different types of scientific uh, equipment, through uh, uh, infrasound detection, through light uh, and spectral light, light. You know what, Richard? Light is everything. I, I can't emphasize how important light is from uh, different spectral aspects, from a full spectrum camera to um, to uh, different forms of lasers to different forms of uh, ultraviolet light. Uh, light is everything. And if you really dissect the whole paranormal spirit, the, you know what I'm, what I'm, I mean, the spirit industry, the ghost industry. I mean, you know, Robert Zemeckis really knew what he was talking about in the movie Ghostbusters because there's so much truth to that, to the similar equipment that I use. Now, of course, I don't have a laser that will burn through a wall or certainly, uh, uh, you know, burn down a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. But at the same time, uh, it's not far from a movie where I use different types of light and lasers to uh, manipulate and uh, I, I guess – the best word I can say is to migrate or, or, or push the entity into a particular environment, into a particular area where I can quarantine the entity and then I can trap the entity and contain it. What form oh, does that communication uh, take? Uh, well, the, the communication uh, will, uh, will involve sometimes, uh, sometimes EVP. Sometimes uh, the communication will involve uh, – static electrical uh communication uh also but the the real the real advancement is um is something which uh uses a multitude of lights uh, which sends out uh, these infrared beams it's a piece of equipment that i've had uh, custom made for myself uh it sends out a multitude of um uh, of infrared uh, beams and it'll then shoot the beams back uh to um to the sensor, which is projecting it. Now, anything in that environment that the, it's like sonar that these lights uh, will certainly uh, identify, it will outline the entity, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the, the presence, the entity, the spirit, we'll just call it an entity. It will uh, outline the entity. Uh, it'll tell me if the entity is, uh, it'll show me on my screen if the entity is in fact large, small, uh, you know, it, it uh, then also will allow me to communicate with the entity. So once the entity has been identified on my screen and I know it's there and I'm communicating with it, I will ask it, uh, okay, so can you sit on the sofa for me? And it will go and will sit on the sofa. I will ask it, can you lift your left hand or your right hand? Can you lift your left hand? 
and more often than not, it will lift its left hand, lift its left arm, uh, ask it to uh, lift its right arm. So through through that process, it gives me the ability then also to communicate with it. I, I can certainly ask it, uh, what are you doing here? Uh, are you, uh, is there something that we can do to help you? Uh, are you going to leave voluntarily? Are you not going to leave voluntarily? And, and based on that particular communication, it will then give me uh, an idea of what I'm dealing with and the magnitude of what I am dealing with and the extent and the measures that I have to take in order to remediate uh, the environment. Uh, and and when, you, when you get this spectral image uh, of these entities, are, are, do, they, do they take human form? What's the strangest entity you've ever seen? Well, the the form it's unfortunately it's not uh, it's not a human form. It's uh, it's a three dimensional. It starts off. Uh, I have different software which uh, works in conjunction with the equipment that allows me to to see the entities. And again, uh, I know people can certainly think that uh, it's uh, you know oh it's a software thing or something like that. But you can dismiss it very easily once you communicate and you ask the entity to do something or to prove to you that uh, there's no manip- that, that there's no funny business or it, it's not uh, whoever whomever is uh, using the equipment hasn't done anything to uh, to make people think otherwise but uh, ultimately the um, the the form will start off as a basic stick person then it'll advance itself to a three-dimensional a three-dimensional image um, I have not seen on my equipment the actual face of the entity. However, they're uh, in conjunction with um, with my one of uh, my, my laser uh, light uh, uh, pieces of equipment. I also have another piece of equipment which is essentially an aura camera, which will then I, I position it to where the entity is in the environment, and it will also show me the different types of energy that is being released from the entity, from their head, from their hands, from their neck, and the different colors that also show up on this particular uh, aura camera will then indicate to me whether I'm dealing with something evil or whether I'm dealing with something uh, good, peaceful, and respectable. Now, you mentioned remediation, or no, actually, let's talk about quarantining. How do you quarantine uh, one of these entities? Okay. Well, what, uh, what, what I do is we will set up uh, a, an area, an environment that uh, we have, uh, we can document between cameras and set up equipment uh, where we have a, a respectable amount of space. Then what we do is we release uh, both loud, uh, large, and quiet being small uh, electromagnetic pulses. And the EMP pulses will then, it's, I don't know, it's like catnip to a cat. Uh, An EMP, uh, it's referred to as an EMP pump, but I've had special pumps made of different calibers and different sizes. Those pumps will then uh, attract any particular spirit, um, any any particular entity uh, in the environment to this particular region. Once I have done that, uh, once I I have them in the area, and I can see them with my equipment, I will then contain them uh, in a particular vessel, uh, that vessel being a, um, a box. That box uh, is surrounded by Tesla coils, 
And inside that box, I have a, well, essentially what I do is I, I, I have the electric magnetic pulses pumping out from, from the chamber, from, from the trap. It'll then bring the entity to the trap. Once I have the entity in that area, I'll ask the entity to go in between uh, the Tesla coils. The Tesla coils will stabilize the entity uh, and then uh, the entity will make its way into the, um, the box, the trap. I then have an ion-based uh, an ion-based force field that uh, prevents them from leaving inside the trap. It is lined with mirrors. Uh, mirrors are very important. Then I have the lid closed, and we have contained our entity. Then what do you do with it? You don't just release it back out into the wild like you would a raccoon. What do you do with it? Well, <laughs> uh, the entity will uh, then make its way into the mirror. I then take it out uh, of the environment where I'm working, and then I will open up the box. I will make sure that uh, I have somebody documenting me, excuse me, documenting what I'm doing in order to ensure that it has gone into the mirror. I will then take the mirror and dispose of the mirror at the municipal dump. So, so the entity is trapped in the mirror. It can't get out. The entity is in fact trapped in the mirror. Yes. And that is the process that we use. It's, um, I've actually never told anyone this, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've got nothing to hide. Uh, and certainly I, you know, anyone can certainly try to, uh, try to debunk what I'm saying, but the difference between me and that and them is that uh, I have uh, irrefutable uh, success rate and, and uh, with uh, uh, my methodology, our methodology that, uh, that we've developed. So through lights, through lasers, through EMP uh, and, and different methods uh, that we use, I mean, that's, uh, that's just touching on it. There's a lot of other pieces of equipment that we can that we can use uh, in order to contain them. But uh, yeah, just to give you a general idea, that's, uh, that's what we do. And, and you know what, Richard, there's a lot of people out there that they, I mean, YouTube is full of individuals that, uh, you know, they'll buy a tape recorder or they'll buy an, a, an EVP recorder or something to conduct a paranormal investigation. They'll go with their friends into the graveyard in the cemetery at night and they'll run around screaming uh, like a bunch of fools. Oh, and, uh, you know, and that's great, good for them. But the one thing that I say to people uh, who have, are venturing into this industry or, or are in this industry currently is up your ante. It's time to up your ante. What next? When people go out there to investigate for a paranormal uh, presence and they find something, what do you do next? I mean, all these shows out there, all these shows out there, from, I don't want to get sued, I'm not going to mention them, but they, uh, all they do is they go and they investigate. No one has tried to up their ante, their ante by, uh, uh, by now what? Once you've discovered that you have a problem, what's the next step? Well, none of these shows and none of these people out there take the next step. Some individuals, they'll use incense and smudging and this and that. And you know what? That's great. That's fine. Good for them. Uh, however, however, I uh, have systematically established a methodology by scientific means on how to remediate them. And I just think that's a big problem right now. And unfortunately, a lot of these other uh, paranormal, con uh, paranormal groups and whatnot, they haven't taken upon themselves to up the ante, excuse me, to up the ante, to up their game, 
up their game in order to permanently remove or try to remove the entity from the environment. Now, this these entities that you're trapping in mirrors, mm-hmm. um, is it safe to say that, that these are demonic? Uh, because we're not talking about some discarnate soul from a from a, a, a dearly departed loved one, right? I mean, as an Orthodox Christian, yep. I'm assuming you would yep. you would uh, believe that that is a deception. That what we're really mm-hmm. talking about here are demonic entities. Exactly. If it's something that is not uh, uh, that that is not evil, I mean, people will say to me, "How how do you determine whether it's evil or not?" Okay, well. I, I have to take a look at the big picture here. What What is the alleged entity doing? Is it making people afraid? All right, well, if, if something makes you afraid, then clearly my experience is, is that that's not good. Being afraid, I mean, causing anxiety is, is not good. Uh, causing someone to be afraid is, is certainly not good. Interfering with someone's day-to-day schedule, bothering children, that's not good. So. If any of these particular, uh, any of these particular signs or or any, if we're informed uh, that these things are taking place, these events are taking place, then that gives me a reason to proceed with a little bit of caution because I'm dealing with a force, an entity that is not friendly, that is is not well at all, uh, and that is now I will try to uh, again investigate and use different techniques and different technology that is out there in order to determine if we have uh, something which is demonic, something which is evil. And uh, it it can be removed. Uh, it certainly can be uh, isolated and quarantined contrary to what anybody thinks because I, I've done it and uh, multiple, multiple, many, many, many times uh, in regards to uh, a, a, de- a demonic presence and, and whatnot. And certainly, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's a very uh, interesting and, and, and unique uh, type of um, uh, understanding, as you had said, as an Orthodox Christian, uh, our our understanding of uh, of demons and uh, and what they represent. Sure, and, and I just I wanted to, I wanted to clarify that for people who think, uh, you know, that somehow you might be sending the dearly departed soul of great aunt alice to the uh, landfill site <laughs> that's no. that's not what you're doing you're talking about uh demonic entities here yeah and thank you for clearing that for me it's it's not uh it, it's not every single presence that uh, that we do that we just do this for the tough guys and uh the uh the ones that are extremely stubborn and uh, don't want to uh e- evacuate the uh, the environment and, and you know it's um, it's interesting because a lot of the times when uh, when an exorcism is performed, uh, regardless, uh, and, and I'll just use uh, in general, when an exorcism is performed, or when a house is blessed, um, let's just take a look at it from the Orthodox perspective. When a uh, when a house is blessed, a business is blessed, and a priest will come in. Uh, you know, uh, I uh, we I've grown up with this from uh, many homes and places where I've lived, where we've had uh, individuals, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, priests come and uh, and bless the home. Uh, I also think it's a little beneficial if people want to perhaps open up the window. Uh, and I say that only because whatever you have in that environment, uh, it, 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 it needs to leave. So it, it'll certainly help by opening up the windows while you have your home blessed by a uh, member of the clergy or, or whatnot. And, you know, when in some of the problems with uh, demonic possession, 
and when an exorcism is being performed, I mean, if you think about it, and I'm not, I'm not trying to pass criticism on my faith or any the Roman Catholic or any faith for, for that reason, because while the exorcism is being performed, and if you've ever seen one, you'll understand that once the individual is, uh, the, the, the demonic entity has uh, been removed from the individual again, now what? Now you have a demonic entity which is now free and clear to do whatever it wants and to, um, uh, to, to find a, a new host, a new individual to uh, possess. So, uh, I mean, I can only tell you that, sure, exorcisms work on, uh, on specific cases in certain individuals. But, you know, once the exorcism is a success, now what? So, you know, you, you've just released uh, a demonic entity out in the environment. And, and hopefully it will certainly go back to where it came from and not reoccupy or possess another human being. But I think that's a chance that you, that you take every time an exorcism is performed. Now, if someone has... Uh, unwanted paranormal activity in their home or business, how do they get in contact with you? Oh, okay. Well, that's, uh, that's a great question. They can certainly contact us uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, which uh, we will be having a, a website uh, shortly. It's just, uh, uh, unfortunately, I haven't uh, got around to doing it because we've been very busy. But uh, YouTube Paranormal Contractors or paranormalcontractors at gmail.com. Or 1-866-724-0800. That's our toll-free number. Uh, that's only accessible in Canada. So if you need to get a hold of us and you are in a different country, then certainly feel free to email us, and then we will reach out to you and make contact. And again, the email is paranormalcontractors at gmail.com. Yeah, that is correct. Christian, always a pleasure, and we will speak next Friday. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Richard. I appreciate that. My pleasure. Christian DiCadieu, the real John Constantine. Well, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to tell you what's coming up next on Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, this is Tony Merkel, host of The Confessionals, a blog talk radio podcast that brings you weekly interviews with eyewitness accounts of strange and unexplained events. From paranormal activity to UFO encounters to Bigfoot sightings, step into The Confessionals as we explore mysterious real-life stories. Check us out on your favorite podcast app or theconfessionalspodcast.com. Many thanks to Conspiracy Unlimited for having me on the air. I'll see you all on The Confessionals. Coming up on episode 139, everything you wanted to know about Rod Serling, the creative genius behind The Twilight Zone. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.